Alert, alert, alert. I've got big news. Are you ready? We can stop that sound, please. This is the last time the Greg Kelly show will be seen at 10 o'clock because we're moving to a new time, everybody. Are you ready for this? 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Daylight Time, actually, right now. 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Six on the West Coast. Uh, it's going to be great. That's starting the Tuesday after Labor Day. Uh, look, they've looked at the schedule. They figured out this is the best way. The shows will flow very nicely. Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, me, and then the squad. A bunch of people coming together. That's better suited, they think, for 10 o'clock, and this is going to be a lot of fun. I think this will work out with some people's sleep schedule a bit better. So, all right, what do you think? 9 o'clock. Uh, honored to be here, and uh, thanks to Newsmax, thanks to all, and let's get started with today. Again, this does not start until Tuesday, Tuesday at 9. I will see you then. So, were you watching TV today? Wall-to-wall uh, -to -wall coverage of the hurricane I really wish they would stop putting these reporters outside in the middle of the hurricane. They tell everybody else, everybody else to evacuate. This is classic media, right? Everybody else has to do it except them. And this is not even interesting anymore. We know what it looks like. We know what rain looks like. We know what it's like to be in wind. So you don't have to do that anymore. Sooner or later, someone's going to get hit in the head with a flying traffic light. Um, it's not even novel. They've been doing this since the 1960s, going outside. Yeah, Dan Rather was actually the first guy uh, to do that. He chained himself to a tree. Huh? Anyway, uh, so Hurricane Idalia, right? And what do you think is responsible, according to the fake news and Democrats? Yep, global warming, climate change. Yep, they were banging that drum big time. The climate crisis we're seeing is making hurricanes intensify at a faster rate. Many scientists say climate change has a lot to do with it. Obviously, uh, the effect of uh, global warming, uh, climate change on, on the Gulf of Mexico. I don't think anybody can deny the impact of the climate crisis anymore. Just look around. Well, actually, uh, yeah, the jury's still out on that. I know scientists say your preferred scientists and your non-scientists, they, they like to say, they like, well, they never say this. Take a look at this data we discovered. Over the last 100 years, deaths in climate-related disasters down 99% from a century ago. Lots of people used to die in these storms. Now, nobody does. Uh, the technologies have improved. Uh, let's see, nine times, people are nine times more likely to die from cold temperatures than warm temperatures. And how about this? Over the last 23 years, uh, the planet Earth, there is more green surface area. It's up 5%, more than 2 million square miles of greenery added. And... You know, these things come in and out of fashion with scientists. Who remembers the 1970s? A little bit, right? Remember that show In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock? It was great. This is what they were warning us about back then. The brutal Buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Wow. Ice age coming. 
All the scientists were saying it. Yes, scientific journal after scientific journal, 1971. Europe, they said, will be covered with the glaciers of a new ice age by the turn of the century. Again, this stuff comes in and out of fashion. Hey, guess what, though? With this hurricane, Joe Biden actually showed up at the office to make it seem like he was actually doing stuff. I spoke with Governor DeSantis several times, Governor Kemp, Governor McMaster's, Governor Cooper, about the impacts of the storm and that made landfall. We have to remain vigilant, and there's much more to do. I just came from the Oval Office where I met with the FEMA administrator. We surged personnel to Florida to help the state move people quickly to safety and out of a danger zone. I let each governor I spoke with know if there's anything, anything the states need right now, I'm ready to mobilize that support of what they need. Damn, he's really ready to act, huh? How about that? Why so much activity? Let's take a look at where that storm hit. Hmm? Uh, as it looks to me, uh, Adalia hit Florida and Georgia the worst. Hmm, Florida and Georgia. What are they? Swing states! politically very lucrative, and they could go either way in presidential elections. Compare that to, say, remember the fire in Maui a few weeks ago, the devastation there? Um, you know, Joe Biden barely had anything, anything at all to say about this. He actually said no comment. It was so insulting. Why would he blow off Hawaii like this? Well, he was on vacation, and Hawaii... Hawaii always goes Democrat, always. And just four electoral votes. You don't have to break a sweat politically if you're a Democrat about Hawaii. Too bad there are people there. And Joe, well, he was on vacation and stayed on vacation. When they asked him about Hawaii, it was like somehow the reporters were being rude. Hey, I'm on vacation. Leave me alone. Watch this. No comment, no comment. Here, the day of the storm, he's calling this governor, that governor. He's meeting with the uh, FEMA person in the Oval Office, right? Oh, uh, well, hey, even though he was at the office today, he's back on vacation this weekend. This month alone, 23 of the past 30 days on vacation, and he's not done yet. The Labor Day weekend, uh, I think tomorrow even, or the day after, he will be at that Rehoboth Beach place. And... Watch this, though, in terms of bold-faced lies. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre. This really is like from a bad science fiction movie. I've had conversations with some of your colleagues in the White House press corps when we travel abroad, how it is hard for us to keep up with this president uh, who is constantly, constantly working every day to get things done and making sure that we are delivering for the American people. And that's what, and I think that's what matters. So that's a that's actually more clever than it looks. She said they have a hard time keeping up when he travels abroad. I mean, yeah, I get it. Jet lag is tough to deal with. Biden gets a bed in Air Force One. It's easy for him to travel. It's hard for the reporters to travel in the backup plane. They don't get a bed, right? They're not treated like the president. Huh? Huh? At first, I thought she meant Joe Biden on the beach, right? No, 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 no. She means abroad. That was pretty sneaky, sis. Anyway, there is a book out right now. It's called uh, The Last Politician, all about 
Joe Biden. It's uh, supposed to be an honest appraisal of his presidency. And you're ready for the bombshell news? Are you ready for this? According to sources, Joe Biden has said he occasionally felt tired. He occasionally feels tired. That's the big news from this book. Looks like they give him a love tap. I look forward to the chapter on Afghanistan. So uh, this mugshot obviously is global, viral, everything like that, making millions of dollars in uh, campaign money and all kinds of other merchandise, including a new rap song, this artificial intelligence rap song, First Day Out, number two on iTunes. Have you heard it? Uh, 30 million people or so have. We can't actually play it because you got to get writing and per, you know, permission. It's got to be in writing and all this stuff, all these hoops you got to jump through. But uh, we do have the lyrics and they're pretty genius, okay? Uh, these DAs acting silly. My mugshot is worth a billy. Sold some merch and made a milli. Call me racist, but these rappers riding with me, they my soldiers. Maga, maga, maga. I'm not who they're after. I'm just in the way. They want to get to you, but I won't let them. I beat them, Mega. I beat them, Rico charges. And if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up eating steak with the Secret Service chilling. Uh, good stuff there. I am impressed. <laughs> People all over the place are celebrating uh, Donald Trump and this mugshot and his latest issue with the law. Some guy had <laughs> Donald Trump mugshot tattoo in his thigh. Can you see it? Yeah, he actually had that image tattooed on his thigh. How about that? Look, um, all kinds of people are, I think, reassessing Donald Trump in a positive way. All right, I think that's growing. I think it's growing big time. Now this. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, this was almost this was kind of scary and sad. Any question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all, we're gonna need a minute. Senator, yep. All right, Mitch McConnell having some sort of episode there. Uh, look, I'm no Mitch McConnell fan, but I want him to live to be 100. Uh, he's a bit of a rhino, and let's face it, he tried to trip up Trump every step of the way. Career politician, he's 81 years old, and Sooner or later, this could happen to all of us at some point. If we're lucky, we'll live to be that old, and right? So uh, I hope Mitch gets well soon. Uh, he may have to leave the Senate, let's face it. This is not the first time this has happened. Just a couple of weeks ago, he had the same kind of strange freeze right in the middle of a similar press conference. And a string of... All right. So we don't know what's going on there. Uh, he had a terrible fall a while back. So, again, we wish him well. Uh, yeah, he's not that reliable. 
but he is a Republican. And uh, if he should have to leave the Senate, you know who would appoint his successor, at least for a little while, the governor of Kentucky, who is a Democrat, and he would most likely pick a Democrat. Uh, he's running for re-election right now. Uh, there's hope, though. Daniel Cameron, have you heard of him? He's the attorney general of Kentucky, uh, extremely sharp, and he would be a great governor. We will see what happens. Ronald Reagan, when he was running for governor, you know what he did? No gimmicks. Just went out there and told people his vision for the state of California. Looked right at the camera and made his pitch. He did the same thing when he was running for president. I love it. Just tell the people what you want to tell them. No silly announcers, no special effects. Trump is doing the same thing. Have you seen these, these videos? He put about a dozen, more than a dozen, on Truth Social today. Um, they're compelling. They're interesting. They're funny. Uh, take a look. Why does Fox News constantly put on slow thinking and lethargic Bill Barr, who didn't have the courage or stamina to fight the radical left lunatics while he was the attorney general of the United States and who even more importantly refused to fight election fraud, of which there was much. He knew what was going on. Just look at his past remarks. Unless Fox News starts putting on the right people, their ratings will continue to erode. They're down 35 percent from just a short while ago. That's because people don't want to hear Bill Barr. They don't want to hear Karl Rove, and they don't want to hear Mark Thiessen. And some of these people, to put it nicely, they don't want to hear these people. They want to hear the people that are going to turn around our country. They want to hear the people that are going to make America great again. And until they do, Fox will suffer in the ratings. And frankly, it may be too late. Their debate was the lowest rated debate in history. And right opposite the debate, they had the highest rated interview in history. I won't say who participated in that interview, because I want to keep things nice and friendly. But Fox News should get on the proper road. It's a road to greatness. It's a road to making America great again and putting America first. And if they do that, they will see their ratings surge again, maybe. But maybe it's too late. Thank you very much. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, there's more messages. Uh, I think he might mention Fox News again uh, in this one. The debate on Fox News had a hard time with the proverbial ratings. You know what television ratings are. It's all about the ratings. It was one of the lowest ever rated in terms of debates, if not the lowest. It showed that many of those participating are second tier. They were second tier people, people like Christie and people like Ada. I call him Ada, Ada Hutchinson, and merely pretenders to the throne. They're just pretenders to the throne. These aren't presidential people. These aren't presidential talents. Some of the answers were so bad, with delivery even worse. The numbers were less than half of what they were in a debate that I happened to participate on 2016. Not a good way to start the fight against crooked Joe Biden and his absolute lunatic thugs. We will not let this country suffer anymore under the reign of a man that can't put two sentences together. Crooked Joe Biden. He's the worst president in the history of our country. He's the most corrupt president. 
And frankly, he's the most incompetent president. We will win in 2024. We're going to make our country great again. Thank you very much. One of my favorite parts is the thank you very much part. There's something great about that. Putting a little bow on it at the... All right, one more. Remember all of the fake news reporting that was done saying that crooked Joe Biden was fully cooperating, 100% always cooperating with the special counsel, Robert Herr, concerning the thousands and thousands of documents that Joe took out of the White House. Well, that turned out to be a big lie. He wasn't cooperating at all. They can't even set up a meeting. Biden is being totally impossible. You can't deal with him. He's mentally gone anyway, but you can't deal with him. But I'm not. I even gave them openly and freely security tapes, and I come under the Presidential Records Act. Joe doesn't. It's all about election interference. This whole thing is about election interference. They're trying to steal the election by interfering with the campaign, and we are not going to let that happen. Because if we don't win in 2024, our country is done. Wow. It's an amazing time to be alive. We'll be right back. The U.S. is facing a mental health crisis. Our country is facing a mental health crisis like we have not seen before. The nation is facing a mental health crisis. I think it is clear that we are a nation which is facing a mental health crisis. You think? You think? Yes, we are. And you know what would be horrible for a nation with a mental health crisis? More marijuana. Marijuana has essentially been legalized coast to coast. Even where it's illegal, you basically can smoke it like crazy, all right? It is everywhere, and it's a real serious problem. In my opinion, in the CDC's opinion, and I know these people have been wrong in the past about stuff, but I uh, trust them on this one. Marijuana use, especially frequently, daily or nearly, nearly daily, and in high doses, can cause disorientation and sometimes unpleasant thoughts or feelings of anxiety and paranoia. Hmm, great for a country with a crisis, huh? Next, please. Uh, people who use marijuana are more likely to develop temporary psychosis which is not knowing what is real, hallucinations, and paranoia. Great for a country like ours, huh? And long-lasting mental disorders, including schizophrenia, a type of mental illness where people might see or hear things that are not really there. Oh, boy. Uh, and finally, uh, marijuana use has also been linked to depression, social anxiety, thoughts of suicide, suicide attempts, and outright suicide. So what is Joe Biden doing? A guy who's never had a drink of alcohol, actually, has never smoked a cigarette or weed. Uh, he's making it even easier to smoke this stuff. Look at this from the uh, Department of Health and Human Services. They recommended the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, uh, to move marijuana to a lower risk category under the Controlled Substances Act. It's just going to encourage more people to smoke this stuff. It is not harmless. We just went through the side effects. And, oh, legalizing pot, by the way, for small business, it's been a total flop. Let's go through it. Legal weed industry on the verge of collapse. Uh, they're seeing plunging prices. 
uh, steep taxes, a patchwork of state regulations screwed everything up. The illicit market, that's booming, okay? And frequent marijuana users, 27% of them have lead in the blood. <laughs> Yikes. That doesn't sound good. Uh, 22% have metal cadmium in the blood. That also sounds terrible. Uh, next, please. Toxic metals in blood linked to high blood pressure, kidney disease, and cancer. Wow, that's a lot of uh, bad stuff. And I keep hearing from people who smoke it. Oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. It lessens my anxiety. Well, a little bit of anxiety, quite frankly, is good. It keeps you on your edge. Uh, keeps you trying, keeps you doing stuff, not just sitting out and vegging. I know some people need it for medical purposes, but by and large, too many people are smoking it. You know it, and I know it. Next, Rudy Giuliani. Well, I think he's a hero. Uh, the headline is Giuliani loses defamation lawsuit from two Georgia election officials, workers. Remember um, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss? Well, he actually didn't defame them, and he's not saying he did. He just could not put up with all of the discovery. It was costing him too much money, so he basically forfeited the case. And I'm sorry, these two women, uh, they're drama queens. They're overdoing it, and they're being assisted by the far left. Tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shay Freeman Moss and one other gentleman quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. I mean, it's, our it's, it's obvious to anyone who's a criminal investigator or prosecutor, they are engaged in surreptitious illegal activity again that day. And after a week ago, and they're still walking around Georgia, lying. Well, he's a trained investigator. Rudy was a prosecutor, a law enforcement officer for decades. And that's his opinion. He still believes that, by the way. He believes it. This is not defamation. But look, Republicans are fair game, right? We, it doesn't seem like Republicans have equal rights in America. And tell me, do you think they're uh, laying it on a little bit thick? What he said, what it actually did to them. Did it do this? This turned my life upside down. Um, I no longer give out my business card. I don't transfer calls. I um, don't want anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. I haven't been anywhere um, at all. All right, that's really sad, but I think she's just playing it up a little bit. I mean, if you go to the January 6th report, somebody knocked on her door. Uh, somebody called her up on the phone. You know, um, life in America, when you get semi-famous, it happens. It happens. Bush v. Gore. Remember how close that election was back in 2000? Remember the judge and the hanging chads and all that stuff? Well, just about everybody associated with uh, that election, they got creepy phone calls. They did. It happens. Doesn't just happen to Ruby and uh, her mom, okay? Let's see here. Shea Moss and her mom, uh, Catherine Harris, the Secretary of State. She reported getting death threats like crazy. They had to give her all kinds of uh, uh, security. There was another woman, actually several, Teresa Lepore, uh, supervisor of elections for Palm Beach County. She had to receive security. Carol Roberts, I'm sorry this happened, by the way. The thing is, 
it happens. They're trying to say it's all Trump. It's not. Death threats these days, we don't want anybody harmed. But saying you got a death threat has become like a feather in the cap for Democrats. It's a bragging right. We'll be right back. Thank you. Sarah, and should run for the election. Are you running? I know, sir. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What the heck was that about? Joe Biden was asked, should McConnell run for re-election? Why would they ask him that? Anyway, that was Mayorkas, right? The Homeland Security guy who's not interested in security. He's not running. Very awkward. Very weird. Our president is... I mean, this is pathetic. And then this happened. Secretary of Homeland Security, a guy who took the job. Uh, thank you for taking the job, pal. <laughs> yeah. Mayorkas. Mayorkas is the name. He does that a lot. The guy who took the job. The guy who runs the Pentagon. All right. We're in trouble with that. Uh, all right. There's a new movie coming out in January. Book of Clarence, it's called. Uh, it's set in biblical times. I'm actually going to withhold judgment. I was prepared to clobber this, but some things have come to light. I think I just need and maybe you need to watch the trailer. I'm tempted to believe that this is blasphemous, but I think I got to see the entire movie. But here's a snippet. Plants, he made the miracles. I have a plan. I can see. I can see. God sent me to deliver his message. I am your new Messiah. Parents, if you'll be so kind to walk up water. Okay, they're doing the Hollywood thing now, which is you go find a scene where there weren't black people and make them all black, right? That's very in vogue right now. Okay, that's fine, whatever. Hamilton, I saw that. I'm not going to say anything about this movie. I'm kind of curious. There's a character who plays uh, Jesus. There's a person who plays the Jesus character. Let's see what it's all about. I couldn't tell enough from uh, that trailer. The Book of Clarence comes out in January. Hey, coming up, he just got out of jail um, uh, Harrison Floyd, he was jailed. He's being charged, I think falsely, uh, for crimes related to uh, the election. He joins us next. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Joe Biden? Well, not really. When he was vice president, all kinds of other names. Robert L. Peters, Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware. So weird, so suspicious. We think, according to the National Archives, maybe 5,400 emails sent to receive by Joe Biden under these phony names. And guess who was CC'd along the way? Yeah, Hunter Biden. The, the whole thing smells really, really bad. Congressman James Comer joins us once again, Republican of Kentucky, chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. They have been doing such great work. Uh, Congressman, welcome back. Uh, 
What's the latest? First of all, how are you? I know there's a lot of pressure here with this kind of investigation. Uh, it's all going well. You know, we're fighting the world to get every ounce of information we can get. But, you know, just in the last two weeks, I think we've brought out and, and shined a light on a whole lot more evidence that would prove that Joe Biden is front and center in his family's crooked schemes. Well, these uh, these emails, uh, 5,400. Are you confident in that number? I said the archives presented you with that number. Is that true? Yes, that's that's we're confident in that number. Now, there could be more because there could be more pseudonyms that Joe Biden used. But the sheer fact that uh, there are that many and he used three different pseudonyms uh, is very concerning. So how ironic is it the guy that uh, while he was vice president, his family created 20 fake companies for the sole purpose of laundering money from foreign nationals uh, into uh, the fake LLCs that would then be laundered down to Biden family members. How ironic is it that the same person would have uh, three fake names that he used on government emails? But the most concerning thing here about these uh, 5,400 emails is that uh, we know of one and we believe there are many more where Hunter Biden was copied on them. So not only was he trying to disguise the fact that he was sending and receiving the emails while he was vice president, he's copied his son on things pertaining to the government, specifically pertaining to Ukraine, at a time when he said all along that there was a wall between the government and Hunter Biden, and he didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business dealings. But, oh, by the way, he was copying on national policy pertaining to these countries where he was scheming and getting uh, suspicious wires from foreign nationals. It's wild. So Hunter Biden, we all remember the picture. I think we have it right here. When he visited China with his father, the then vice president, I think this was December 2014, 2015. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there they are arriving in Beijing. Totally inappropriate. Uh, but that was done on purpose, we believe, to send the Chinese a signal. If you want to meet Joe, if you want to get to Joe, go through Hunter. That's a big deal in China. I take it you've seen this other video of Joe Biden on his vice presidential travels where Hunter doesn't get off the plane in front, but is often waiting in the car. Here's South Korea, 2013. He's coming down. I don't know who that person is with him. But by the time he gets to the car, we're going to see somebody very familiar it's Hunter. That is, that is undoubtedly Hunter Biden. And this happened throughout the world. It happened in Germany, Italy. We believe mm -hmm. Ukraine as well. Uh, are, what do you make of this? Well, it's obvious that he was trying to hide the fact that his son was traveling with him. Uh, Joe Biden has not been truthful with the American people about how many times his son flew on Air Force Two with him and where they flew to. Uh, what I think we're going to find is that many of these countries where the Bidens were receiving millions and millions of dollars through their shell companies, uh, were the countries where Hunter Biden was traveling on Air Force Two with his father. Just like uh, Joe Biden said he never communicated with any of these foreign nationals who were sending the money, we've now found that he communicated with all of them. And what we're finding about Burisma every day is very concerning, very concerning. Of, of all the crimes that have been committed by the Bidens, what we're finding with Burisma is probably the most concerning, not to mention the fact that the Democrats and the media went all in on impeaching Donald Trump over simply calling Zelensky to ask him if he knew anything about uh, potential crime by the Bidens in, in Ukraine. There was potential crime uh, by the Bidens in Ukraine. In fact, the real quid pro quo in Ukraine 
was Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, like the mainstream media narrative. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Just asking questions. And <laughs> Trump is the one who gets impeached. By the yeah. way, the impeachment um, clause or area in the Constitution, you can impeach somebody for crimes committed or misdeeds committed prior to the presidency, correct? Yes, absolutely. But but also you look at this, just just the last two transactions we've made public in the in the last bank memorandum uh, from Ukraine and Russia. Here we're we're fighting a war in Ukraine, or we're funding a war in Ukraine. We're sending Ukraine a blank check. You know, our my concern is that uh, he's compromised. That Zelensky does in fact know about wrongdoing in Ukraine by Joe Biden, and he keeps calling on the phone, saying, "Let's have some more money." And we, uh, this is a real possibility. And then with Russia, with the woman, with the female oligarch who sent the Bidens over $2 million, she was just, you know, just accidentally left off two different times the mm -hmm. sanctions list when Joe Biden said he was going to sanction all the Russian oligarchs when Russia invaded Ukraine. He left off the one that he had lunch with and the one who sent his family millions of dollars. So there are policy decisions that Joe Biden's making as president that I fear are putting America last. And he's doing it hey, because he's compromised. Th just a few seconds left. When you talk to Democrats, I know they say Joe Biden's the best. He has empathy, all this stuff. They still say that. But you're with them. Can you see it in their eyes? Are they have they figured Joe Biden out? I mean, you know, on a personal level, they got to know at this point. Do you sense that about uh, Democrats in Congress? Yes, they've moved the goalpost back so many times. The, the, the straw that broke the camel's back with the Democrats was when they when that email with the pseudonym where Hunter Biden was copied pertaining to Ukraine. They fear there are many more emails sitting in the National Archives that have been redacted with Hunter Biden's name on it. And I think you're going to see a lot of Democrats hit the panic button when we get those redacted uh, email, those emails that, that haven't been redacted from uh, from right. the National Archives with all the pseudonyms. All right. We're looking forward uh, to the fall. Want the summer to go forever, but uh, the fall is going to be very interesting. Congressman yep. James Comer from the House Oversight Committee. Thank you again, sir. Republican of Kentucky. And we'll be right back. Well, obviously, Donald Trump uh, received the most attention last week, but he was not the only one arrested uh, in this sham indictment. Nineteen co-defendants he's got, including including our friend Harrison Floyd. Harrison Floyd, been on Newsmax many times when he was with Black Voices for Trump, a leader of that movement. He is a co-defendant in this case, and he actually spent, unlike the other defendants, a couple of nights in jail. Yeah, uh, what's that all about? We'll find out. What is he charged with? Uh, well, let's go through it here. Solicitation of false statements. Influencing witnesses, conspiracy to commit solicitation of false statements. I've been through the indictment. It seems like a joke to me. Harrison Floyd, newly out of jail. I'm so glad you're free. How do you feel tonight? Welcome. Man, Greg, thank you so much for having me. I feel amazing. As you know, being a Marine, when you come home from deployment, you just have this this sense of joy and glad of being back. And so I'm just so uh, grateful and very blessed that God looked out for me while I was in there and uh, that I'm home now. 
Well, that's terrific. And tell us a little bit about, you know, like why you had to stay in there. Everybody got out pretty much right away. They posted the bond. Was it a financial thing? Why did you stay in jail? And how many nights was it? Uh, I think it was close to a week. Um, the district attorney's office never reached out to me um, like they did everyone else. If they had, I could have connected them with my lawyer here in D.C. and we could have worked out a bond uh, agreement just like everybody else. They spoke to everyone around the sun trying to pressure me except for me. Um, so I showed up just as I was told, you know, I'm, I'm a Marine, so I try to be there a little bit early. So instead of showing up on Friday at 1230, I got there uh, the day before the president. Uh, thought I was just going to check in like everybody else, but that was not the case. Wow. Uh, what was it like in there? You know, I should point out that it, it has a notorious reputation, this Fulton County Jail and the fake news. Look at this. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, was it that bad as what I'm looking at is what we're seeing right here? What was it like? What were the conditions like? All I'm going to say is, is God was definitely with me. Um, when I when I stepped in that cell door and it closed behind me, I looked back and it said God first. And so uh, there was a couple things I thought about while I was in there. One of them was Daniel in the lion's den. And um, uh, I want to say, first and foremost, that, you know, the conditions of that jail, the reason why it is the way it is, it's not because of the staff that works there. It's because of the failed leadership of Fulton County. They have not done a good job appropriating funds. They haven't good, done a good job of taking care of the facility. Um, while I was in there, a lot of the, um, the officers, you know, I was kind, I was polite. I treated them how I wanted to be treated and they treated me with a lot of great respect and they're not getting the resources um, that they need to ensure the safety of the prisoners, to ensure the safety of themselves. Mm. And um, what's going on um, in that jail, I've seen, you know, worse conditions in Iraq. When I went to my cell for the first time, there was fecal matter smeared on one of the walls. Yikes. The first morning that I woke up, a guy in the cell next to me was getting tased. Um, I'm just grateful that I've been in the, I served in the United States Marine Corps Infantry and I've dealt with worse. Wow. But um, I, I really want to, if I can, Greg, um, just really stress um, for everyone out there, please, please pray for the inmates who are in that jail. Um, there are some folks who have been in there for two years now and still haven't got bond. Um, somehow Fulton County has gone from sharecropping and uh, convict leasing to doing what they're doing now, leaving folks in jail and making money off of them being in beds. So um, I'm very blessed and fortunate, and thank you to everyone who fought for me to get out, but there's still a lot of other people in there who really, really need to get out. The fake news, Nicole Wallace and others, they were gleeful that the jail is in the state that it's in. Listen to this, please. A jail that is accustomed to holding defendants facing charges up to and including violent crimes where stabbings are frequent. Actually, three people have lost their lives over the last month. That jail is where the disgraced ex-president okay. of these United States is heading right now. There was a lot of that, a lot of gleeful kind of reaction. Oh, boy, the jail is in tough shape and uh, that Republicans are going to be there. Um, 
I know you can't talk. I, I think you can't talk specifically about the case against you uh, and anything you say. <laughs> they're watching. So you want to, you know, be careful about that. But overall, what do you want to say about this case? I have family in Georgia. I have a cousin who was shot six times uh, waiting for an Uber. And they still haven't found my cousin shooter. But they found the time to indict me and 18 others for this silliness. Um, I really wish that they would get their act together and serve the people of Fulton County, Georgia, like they're supposed to. And uh, get these people out of jail and get these people out of these conditions that they shouldn't be in. If we're going to walk around and call ourselves the greatest nation on earth, we shouldn't be treating each other and folks like this. I'm not surprised to hear something like this out of her mouth, who you know probably supports abortion up to birth and a lot of other crazy things. So uh, we just need to follow God and um, lead by example. All right, Harrison Floyd, uh, this is a journey. Hopefully this thing gets dismissed as it should be right away. Let's stay in touch. We, I'm sorry, uh, before we go, I understand uh, politics is in your future of a, of a different variety. I, I just want to thank God. I want to thank my wife. And I want to thank District Attorney Willis for giving me this Negro wake-up call because she's reminded me that I need to get back into service and politics and to lead by example. And I am will be exploring running for uh, Congress this cycle to make sure that people are held accountable. Wouldn't that be awesome? You go from a jail cell to a member of Congress. I love it. Good luck, Harrison. Okay. Thank you, Greg, for all the work that you're doing. Tell them the truth, man. So appreciate those words from you. And to be continued. And we'll be right back. Newsmax shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Well, thank you very much. Last time at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, I'll be joining you. You'll be joining me at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Many thanks. I will see you then. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Thank you.